Good afternoon. Good afternoon. This is Dr. E chiming in from Texas. I will try this again. I went through all of that yesterday and come to find out that nothing was recording and working <laughs> on Periscope yesterday. So I have a double duty. I'm doing my podcast as well as my Periscope at the same time. So praise the Lord, everybody. Happy Sunday. Amen. Happy Sunday. Can you guys believe today is November 29th, 2020? Even though I know it's a lot that has happened this year, this year has flown by. Monday is the end of this month. We have 32 days and this year will be wrapping up to a close and we'll be saying Happy New Year again. This is now the time to get your life right and your heart right with God through the Lord Jesus Christ, through salvation and faith in him. Because I was reading, the Lord directed me to Titus this morning and and it was powerful. And I was like, Lord, I remember that. It was just something just amazing. And so it's Titus chapter 2, and I'm in King James Version, and I'm just going to read a couple of the verses. But that were powerful was um, chapter 2, verses 11, 12, 13, and 14, and 15 is, is how it concludes, and it reads, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. Verse 12, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world or age. Verse 13, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Verse 14, here was the powerful thing. When I said, this is now the time to get your life right and your heart right in the Lord Jesus Christ, because here is what he came and this is what he accomplished with his birth, death, burial, and resurrection and ascension. Verse 14, listen, who gave himself for us, Jesus gave himself for us, that he, Jesus, might redeem us, sinful people, humanity, from all iniquity, all of our sin, all of our wickedness, all of our backbiting, all of our gossiping, all of our hatred, all of our jealousy, all of our prejudice, all of our racism, all of our womanism, all of our phobias, all of our fears, all of our our thievery, all of our drunkenness, all of our reveling. He died that he might redeem us from all iniquity. And that's iniquity, the ones that just came to my top of my head. I couldn't even list all the iniquity that we as man have and have accomplished. And purify unto himself and purify us unto himself. A peculiar people, which means translated his own special people zealous of good works 
And what good works means is that we're going to live according to the word of God. We're going to live according to his standard. We're going to live according to his statutes and not only live according to them, but we're going to manifest them. We're going to implement them in our lives and we're going to share them and reveal them to others. And the good works are that that lifestyle, that type of commitment and worship unto the Father through the Lord Jesus Christ with the help and the power of the indwelling Holy Ghost brings forth good works. And those works are that the kingdom of heaven is revealed, the kingdom of heaven is shared, that the Father is lifted up so that all men draw to him, so that people are drawn to Jesus, that people hear the love and the grace and the mercy and the salvation, the truth of the gospel. Hallelujah. And then verse 15 closes, says, these things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Now I need you to understand something. The authority is not in you and the authority is not in me. The authority is only in the name of Jesus Christ. The authority is only in the word of God from Genesis to Revelation. That and in the name of Jesus, we have no authority in our own selves. We have no authority in the words you say and the words I say. It is only when we rebuke with all authority in the name of Jesus Christ by the word of God. Hallelujah. And it said, let no man despise thee. Excuse me. Let no man despise thee. And what's awesome is if you go to verse eight, you guys, I'm in Titus chapter two. Okay. Excuse me. It says verse eight. And this is, I'm in King James. It says sound speech that cannot be condemned. Sound speech. So sound speech is the equivalent to sound doctrine, truthful speaking, words of integrity, right? That cannot be condemned. That he that is of the contrary part shall be the same, but he who is an opponent of sound speech, he that's an opponent of sound doctrine, of truth, of integrity, of holy living, it says, may be ashamed having no evil thing to say to you. So when we live sound speech, when we talk sound speech, when we verberate sound speech, not only in our mouth, but in our actions, in our communications, in our lifestyle, in our financial tithing and giving, he says, there the opponent will have no evil thing to say to you or me. That's powerful right there. So when we are not operating in the sound speech, in the sound doctrine of Jesus Christ and of his word, we then give an opponent who we know that is. We then give the workers of iniquity. We then give the kingdom of darkness, the opponent, the opportunity to speak evil things against us because we then are in his realm. Hallelujah. And so when we do not speak the word of God, do not live the word of God, do not follow the commandments, do not follow the instructions that God gives us, we are then susceptible. Hallelujah. We are then susceptible of having things spoken evil against us. So be careful, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, please, 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 please. We need to have the word of God and the word of God only that comes out of our mouth. We need to speak 
from Genesis to Revelation without adding to and without subtracting from it. The word of God is all powerful. There is no error. There is no mistake. It is not contrary to itself. It is not contrary. God speaks what he speaks and he is able to perform it and bring it to pass. Okay. Amen. So I wanted to just share that that was powerful. This is now the time. Get your right, get your heart right and get your life right and surrender in faith through salvation in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because Titus chapter two, verse 14 tells us he gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, his own special people, zealous of good works. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you, Daddy God. I love you and I praise you. This is just wonderful. I just, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And not that everything is going right in my life. Hallelujah. Not that my my emotions are all together. Just my love for him and his love for me. Hallelujah. Gives me strength. Hallelujah. To rise above and stand above. And to praise him through the storm. Hallelujah. For Jesus is the anchor of my soul. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to you. Glory to your name, Daddy God. Glory to your name, Daddy God. The true and living God. And beside you, there is none other. None. Hallelujah. And my first devotional for this afternoon and for today for me is grace for each moment. And it is November 29th. And it said, God loves you dearly. God loves you dearly. I have loved you, says the Lord. But you ask, how have you loved us? Malachi chapter 1, verse 2. And the devotional reads, People who have been broken or broken by life tend to have a problem acknowledging that God is a God of love. You must remember that the love of God is boundless and infinite. It is an unconditional, limitless, external, hallelujah, eternal in comparison to our love that is a passing nature, right? Ours is fickle, (laughs) right? It's if I feel like it, I'll love you. If I don't get anything out of it, I'm not going to love you. But that's not God's love. His love, it is an unconditional, limitless, eternal love in comparison to our love that is of a passing nature. God's love and care for us is based on that which is good for us, not only now, but in the future as well. The extent of God's love is so infinite that he is by your side in every situation of life. I know that's right. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. He waits to support and help you, to console you, to help you overcome stumbling blocks and to be your shepherd. Hallelujah. And the closing prayer and thought reads, Thank you, God of love, that I will sit down one day at the feast of the Lamb because I love you and you love me. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. I know that's right. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. And this is the next devotional is from, it's entitled, A Bouquet of Beautiful Blessings. 
to warm your heart. And today, the scripture reads, Don't be afraid, little flock, for it gives your father great happiness to give you the kingdom. Luke chapter 12, verse 32. I know that's right. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God. Glory to God. This is my joy comes in the morning. Hallelujah. And this is my last day for this devotional. I have completed it. It was 60 days. Amen. Hallelujah. And it reads today, joy in God. Joy in God. And the scripture reads, look on us with favor, Lord. You have put more joy in my heart than they have when their grain and new wine abound. Psalm chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. And the devotion reads, Rising up at morning's first light, anticipation fills my heart as I prepare to sit with God during the earliest moments of the day, basking in His sunlight. I turn on the lamp, wash the sleep from my eyes, and pour my first cup of coffee running through the day's agenda in my mind briefly as I settle in my chair. I'm aware that the disposition of my heart is bent toward one direction or another as a result of yesterday's events or today's pressures. Somewhere in this tension between the two, I open myself up to God and let his light shine in on me, washing over my inner being with rejuvenation and joy. I sense his countenance in the gentleness of the rising sun, his joy in creation coming alive with the dawn's new light. I join him rejoicing over the simple pleasures of nature, the dew sparkling on the grass, the cheerful song of the birds perched on a limb nearby, the gentle breeze waffling through the window by my chair, prayers of thanksgiving and praise well up in my heart and find expression in in spontaneous worship without effort. I know that's right because what's in you, thank you, Daddy God, comes out of you and my love and my worship is in me for you and therefore that is what comes flooding out. I know that I so agree. I have awakened to find that God is already awake to me. And the closing thought and quote is from Anne Ortland. I believe that's how it is pronounced. And it reads, lift up your eyes. Your heavenly father waits to bless you in inconceivable ways to make your life what you never dreamed it could be. I know that's right, and I receive that in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And the closing scripture that they added is from James chapter 1, verse 17, where it says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Ha di di Thank you, Lord Jesus. I bless your name. 
I magnify your name. I lift your name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I love you. I love you because you first loved me and gave everything for me. You took all my bad upon you because of your love for me. And I will love you and serve you and worship you and honor you and magnify you and repent and come back to you every time, Lord Jesus, because of your love for me and my love for you and my gratefulness and my thankfulness. Hallelujah, because of your grace and your mercy that follow me all the days of my life. Thank you so much, Father God. Hallelujah, thank you. And this is my daily spiritual refreshment devotional. And it's today, which I was just saying, it's entitled Loving Jesus. Loving Jesus. And the scripture reads, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. And the devotional reads, God is writing a story of faith through your life. What will it describe? Will it be a chronicle of challenges overcome, like the Old Testament story of Joseph, or a near tragedy turned into joy, like that of the prodigal son? Whatever your account says, if you love Jesus, the end is never in question. Those who love him finish in heaven despite their trials on earth. I know that's right. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Those who love him. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Those who love him. Listen, those who love him, who love the Lord Jesus, finish in heaven despite your trials on earth. Did you hear that? Those who love him, those who love Jesus, finish in heaven despite your trials on earth. The long, weary path ends in his arms. Today, write a chapter in your faithful narrative of God's love. Amen. That was beautiful. Thank you, Father. It was entitled Loving Jesus. Loving Jesus. Glory to God. Good evening. Good afternoon, intercessor. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Bless your name, God. You are worthy. Glory to God. Glory to God. And this is my daily wisdom three-moment, three-minute devotions for women. But you know, devotions are for everybody, regardless of what the title says, gender for. Amen. And today, it is seeking wisdom. Yes, Lord, I am every day. Hallelujah. Seeking wisdom. And the scripture reads, to receive instruction in wise behavior. To the youth, acknowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and increase in learning, and a man of understanding will acquire wise counsel. To understand a proverb and a figure, the words of the wise and their riddles. Proverbs chapter 1, verses 3 through 6. Thank you, Solomon. Talk to us. What was your wisdom that you gained? Hallelujah. And the devotional reads, When asked by God what he wished for, Solomon answered, Wisdom. If you'd been asked this question in your early 20s, what would your response have been? 
71-year-old, I'm sorry, 17-year-old Natalie found the advances of an older man extremely difficult to resist. Disregarding everything she learned in Sunday school, Natalie turned instead to a non-Christian girlfriend for advice. Go for it, the friend encouraged with gusto. A decade later, that friend had been married and divorced. Natalie herself found out too late that her boyfriend already had a wife and baby. Satan still finds his ways in vulnerable areas of our lives, but God is with you even in times of temptation. He'll give you the power and wisdom to to withstand each moral crisis. Did you hear that? Listen, hallelujah. Satan still finds his ways into vulnerable areas of our lives. But God, hallelujah, don't you ever forget that word right there, those two words, but God. But God is with you even in times of temptation. He gives you and me the power and wisdom to withstand such moral crises. And more importantly, do not ever consult, do not ever seek any counsel or any suggestion or any advice from anyone who is a non-believer or anybody who proclaims to be a believer, but there is no fruit in their lives. Do not consort with them because you are looking for, even though if you don't see it, you're looking for a ride that is not going to end well. Because you can't have someone who's living in the darkness give you direction for your life because they don't even see where they're going. You need to consult with wise counsel. And the first person and place you need to go is the throne of God anyway. You need to go into your prayer closet. You need to seek the Lord, ask for his direction, ask for his instruction. And then we wait for it. We wait for it because he will not allow you to go off on a turn that's going to be a roller coaster ride because our father's going to tell you, don't do that. That's not me. Don't do that. He's going to ask you, is it lining up with my word or is it not? Is that leading into you? Is that leading you into righteousness and holiness of a lifestyle or is that causing you to be worldly and carnal and fleshly? Our father will give us, it says, but God is with you even in times of temptation. Daddy God is with us always. I don't care if it's a time of temptation, a time of joy, a time of sorrow, a time of advancement, a time of abundance or a time of lack. Our father is with us all the time. And because he is with us all the time, he knows exactly the power, the strength and the wisdom we need to withstand and overcome and crush and victory every moral crisis that we will ever experience in this life. Because it's not if, it's when. Because it's going to happen. It's not an if, it's a what time. It's a when. Okay? And the closing thought and prayer says, Lord, 
Surround me with friends who know you and your word. Exactly. Do not surround yourself with people who have a form of godliness and denying the power thereof. Because when when thick and thin hits the road, you're going to need somebody who can get a prayer through. You're going to need somebody who stands on the word of God. You're going to need somebody who knows that God is faithful and able and that there is no doubt or second guess within them. You're going to need somebody in your life that can call you on the rug. And accountability for your actions and for your behaviors pull you by your spiritual collar and say, what are you doing? You are messing up. We don't need somebody in our lives who's going to be, yes, girl, that's right. Yeah, brother, that's right. Go ahead. Do that. It's okay. God, love. no, the devil is a lie. No. You need some people in your life that know the word of God, that are filled with the Holy Ghost and that are going to speak truth and are going to speak life to you. No matter if it hurts your fleshly feelings, because the flesh needs to die in you and me anyway. Amen. Hallelujah. Surround me in a crisis so I can hear your word of wisdom. Father, I just we will just, I just want to hear your word of wisdom every day in my life. Father God, I want to hear your whisper of the wise choice, of the wise decision, of the wise word to say. And sometimes the wide word, the wise word says absolutely nothing. Oh God, help me. Oh God, help us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And this is my Jesus today, experiencing hope through his presence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And it is entitled, I have come so that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Somebody better say amen to that because that is John chapter 10. Hallelujah. It's one of my favorites. John chapter 10, verse 10. Glory to God. Because it talks about that the thief comes to steal, to kill and to destroy. But Jesus said, I have come. So that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And it says the chief purpose of my in, excuse me, my incarnation was to secure eternal life for you. And that's something. Thank you, Jesus. However, I also want you to live abundantly today and all your days. To do this, you need to remember whose you are and who you are. Did you hear that? Glory to God. He said, however, I also want you to live abundantly today and all your days. To do this, you need to remember, you need to reflect, you need to tell yourself and you need to tell the devil whose you are. I am redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. I am a child of the most high because of my relationship in Jesus Christ through faith that I am saved. Hallelujah. And whose you are. I am a child of the most high. I am a child of God. I am a daughter of Zion. I am a son of thunder. Hallelujah. You need to decree and declare whose you are and who you are. Hallelujah. Because if you don't believe it, I can guarantee you the enemy knows that you don't. Hallelujah. You need to be sure of whose you are and who you are. And there needs to not be any double-mindedness about it. You need to come sure-footed and be steadfast and unmovable in that declaration and that belief and that remembrance and reflection. 
To do this, you need to remember whose you are and who you are. You belong to me, the creator and sustainer of the universe, God, the father, God, the son and God, the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And and I just said this. And you are my beloved child adopted in my royal family. Hallelujah. Adoption is a forever transaction. I am not hired. I have not hired you as an employee. I have made you a permanent member of my family. Honey, we've been engrafted in to the to the family of faith. Hallelujah. To the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus washed us, honey. I am redeemed. I got the DNA of my father. Hallelujah. I don't know about you. Hallelujah. And that is forever. Amen. Don't let the familiarity of these truths lull you into sleepwalking through your days. Don't do that. Wake up, O sleeper, scripture says. He says, I, your faithful guide, am more vibrantly alive than you can fathom. Yes, God. Hallelujah. As you stay close to me, some of my life rubs off on you, awakening your heart so you can live more fully. This helps you to see that you are on an adventurous journey with me where you can make a difference, where your choices significantly impact the world. And I, your God, will be your guide even to the end. I know that's right. Somebody better say amen to that. Glory to God. Amen. Thank you, Father God. I love that. I'm going to read that again. He said, for us to live more abundantly, it says, this helps you see that you are on an adventurous journey with me where you make a difference, where your choices significantly impact the world. And I, your God, will be your guide even to the end. Amen, somebody. Hallelujah. And the scriptures read, then Jesus said to them again, most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep do not hear them. I am the door If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. John chapter 10 verses 7 through 10. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Romans chapter 8, verse 16. This God is our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even to the end. Psalm 48, 14. Amen, somebody. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And this is my Jesus calling. Amen. This is my Jesus calling. Enjoying peace in his presence. Amen. Enjoying peace in his presence. Hallelujah. And today, open the book up. Amen. Hallelujah. It says, let me infuse my peace into your innermost being. I know that's right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Let me infuse my peace into your innermost being. As you sit quietly in the light of my presence, you can sense peace growing within you. This is not something that you accomplish through self-discipline and willpower. It is opening yourself to receive my blessing. In this age of independence, people find it hard to acknowledge their neediness. However, I have taken you along a path that has highlighted your need for me, placing you in situations where your strengths are irrelevant and your weaknesses are glaringly evident. Through, a, a ridid, through an aridity of desert marshes, I have drawn you closer and closer to me. You have discovered flowers of peace blossoming in the most desolate places. Yes, Father, I have found that to be the case. Amen. You have learned to thank me for hard times and difficult journeys, trusting that through them I accomplish my best work. I've also, Daddy God, found that to be true. You have realized that needing me is the key to knowing me intimately, which is a gift above all gifts. And the scriptures read, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. John chapter 14, verse 27. The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy you. I'm sorry, He will satisfy your needs in a sun scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well watered garden, like a spring whose water never fails. Thank you, Jesus. Isaiah chapter 58. Verse 11, he tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in their arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 11. Thank you, Daddy God. Hallelujah. And this is my Jesus always embracing joy in his presence. And it reads for November 29th, the prospect of the righteous is joy. The prospect of the righteous is joy. This means your prospects are excellent, for I have clothed you with my robe of righteousness. So begin each day eager to receive the joy I have in store for you. Some of my followers fail to find the pleasures I have prepared for them because they focus too much on problems in their lives and trouble in this world. Don't do that because it'll suck up every bit of joy and peace and love and happiness that you ever have in your life. It'll take it all. It depletes everything. It subtracts. That's not the devotional. That's Dr. E. I'm telling you, don't let that be your focus. Because what you focus on then grows and grows and grows. And if we focus on normant, on we if we focus, excuse me, on negative, it becomes enormously negative. However, if we focus on things that are positive, it becomes enormously positive. And so I don't know about you, but I want stuff that adds instead of stuff that depletes. Amen. Instead of living to the full, they live cautiously, seeking to minimize pain and risk. 
in doing so, they also minimize their joy and their effectiveness in my kingdom. This is not my way for you. As you awaken each morning, seek my face with hopeful anticipation. Invite me to prepare you not only for any difficulties on the road ahead, but also for the pleasures I have planted alongside your path. Then take my hand as you begin your journey through the day and let me share in everything you encounter along the way, including all the joy. And the scriptures read, The prospect of the righteous is joy, but the hopes of the wicked come to nothing. Did you hear that? The prospect of the righteous is joy, but the hopes of the wicked come to nothing. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 28. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall shall be joyful in my God, for he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments, and as the bride adorns herself with her jewels. Isaiah chapter 61, verse 10. Amen. And the final scripture reads, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Amen. John chapter 10, verse 10. That is fabulous. And I have two more devotionals left. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. And then I'm going to get back to my Bible study. The Lord directed me to 2 Titus. I'm sorry, Titus chapter 2. Um, if you want a devotion, if you want a Bible study to read today, amen. Hallelujah. A chapter to focus on. And to just review and review and review, look at Titus chapter 2 today. Amen. It was powerful. I was like, wow, thank you, Lord. All right. And this is my Lord, It's Me Again devotional. And it is entitled, Come Away. Come Away. And the scripture reads, My beloved speaks and says to me, Arise, my love, my beautiful one, and come away. For behold, the winter is past. The rain is over and gone. The flowers appear on the earth. The time of singing has come. Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verses 10 through 12. Amen. And the devotional reads... Some say that romance is dead. It's not for God, the lover of our souls. He desires nothing more than time with his creation. It can be a little uncomfortable to have his gaze so intently upon us, though. We're nothing special after all. All beauty queens, academic scholars, or athletic prodigies of any kind. We might not be musically or crafty or organized. Our house might be a mess and we could probably use a manicure. (laughs) 
Do not feel a bit squeamish under such an adoring gaze. I love that the Father looks at us. He says the eyes are over the righteous and his ears are open onto our prayers. It says that he sits high and that he looks low. Amen. He said, and that I am with you always, even until the end of the age. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so the devotional continues. It says, do you feel a little squeamish under such an adoring gaze? I don't. This is good news for you. You are, in fact, his beautiful one. And he does indeed want to bring you out of the cold winter. He finished the watering season and it is finally, finally time to rejoice in a season of renewal. I know that's right. Hallelujah. And the closing prayer and thought reads, Heavenly Father, I do not know why I feel uncomfortable under your gaze. You love me more than anyone else ever could and will. I know that's right. Regardless of how unworthy I think I am, know that I know I am. I want to rise up and come away with you. Hallelujah. Every day, Father, every breath belongs to you. And I commit it back to you because you are the wind in my wings. You are the breath in my lungs. You are the song of worship that I sing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. And today, my final devotional. Glory to God for today is thank you, Jesus. Daily prayers for life's ups and downs. And it is entitled Gift of Faith. Gift of Faith. Hallelujah. And it reads, thank you, Jesus, for the gift of faith. Thank you for faith that built that is I'm sorry thank you for faith that's built on love and trust monumental enough to move mountains heal the sick bring hope to the hopeless and give courage to the feeble Thank you for faith that brings forth every good thing and gives power to overcome evil Faith gives courage to go into unknown land and an uncharted, explored seas. You've said that without faith, it is impossible to please you. Oh, Jesus, increase my faith. Hallelujah. That's my prayer and my cry right there, Lord Jesus. Oh, Jesus, increase my faith. Hallelujah. Increase my faith, oh, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. The immense, the immensity of one minuscule mustard seed of faith can actually move mountains. Thank you that one act of faith in you has the power to change the course of human history. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And the scripture reads, because of the littleness of your faith, for truly I say to you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible to you. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I believe you, Lord. I believe your word. I stand on your word. I trust in your word. I hope in your word. I believe in your word. I decree and I declare your word, Father God. I eat your word. Hallelujah. And I live your word, oh God. Hallelujah. Right now. Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. Hallelujah. Thank you, Daddy God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you, God. I give you praise. I give you glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. And the last one I wanted to share is entitled, in the same devotional, is entitled, Things to Ponder. Things to Ponder. And it says, today, Lord Jesus, I ponder on the things you tell me to think about. You tell me to think about things that are true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, kind, and gracious. I want to fill my mind with these things so that they'll grow in me and become a part of me. I'm going to put an end to thinking dreary, profane thoughts and wine wandering and and mind wanderings into dark places where I shouldn't go. It's your mind. I want alive in me. And scripture says, let it's in Philippians, uh, Philippians chapter two, where it's where Jesus said through Paul, he said, let this mind be in you. That is also in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. He said, let this mind be in you. That is also in Christ Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And it reads, help me to grow closer and closer to every day. Dear Jesus, help me to grow closer and closer to you every day. Dear Jesus, help me to grow closer and closer to you every day. Dear Jesus, because I love my life of ultimate freedom and peace that comes, Daddy God, from you. Amen. And the scripture reads, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, Meditate on these things. Philippians 4, verse 8. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. Thank you for today. Thank you for Sunday. And thank you for another day to just sit with you, Father, and listen to your word, listen to your instructions and grow into you and surrender to you and to commit to you. And acknowledge, Daddy God, that I need you because in me, this wretched man, there is no good thing. My righteousness is as a filthy rag. And it is only because of your faithfulness, your love and your grace and your mercy. Hallelujah. Working in me and through me and for me that I have the ability to stand and to be an overcomer and more than a conqueror. Thank you, Daddy God, that I am seated with Christ in heavenly places as it is written. 
thank you, Father God, that I'm the apple of your eye, that I'm blessed in the city, I'm blessed in the field, I'm blessed when I come, I'm blessed when I go, that, hallelujah, that I am the head and not the tail, that I'm above only and not beneath, that I'm a lender and not a borrower, as it is written, Father God, hallelujah, thank you for your love and your ever-presence. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for redemption. Hallelujah. I'm letting the redeemed of the Lord say so. I am redeemed in the Lord Jesus Christ. Have a great day. Jesus loves you. Jesus died for you. And he wants to have his life manifest in and through you so that you will hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Amen. Because we don't get to determine by if we're a good person that we're going to get to heaven or not. We get to heaven by being in a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and our name being written in the Lamb's book of life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So choose wisely this day whom you shall serve because our choices have eternal consequences. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine his face upon you. May the Lord be gracious unto you. Hallelujah and give you peace. Have a great day. God bless you. Until next time, Dr. E signing off. Have a great day, y'all. Bye-bye.